And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do, either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that, too. Sounds interesting. We'll the right, folks who right. And then I see the disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with but it sounds it sounds interesting to me oh yeah my favorite podcast is the sick and wrong podcast because it's a very good podcast oh yeah 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 it's a funny 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 show Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Steve Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison. Uh, so you got your stimulus check, huh? I haven't checked my bank account, but I got a letter. What was so was that letter? That's the letter from Trump that he signed. Yeah. Did you frame it? I could see the. I could see his signature like through the envelope through my mailbox <laughs> because didn't, it's it's signed with like a sharpie. Didn't he know? delay it so that would be signed? Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you do did you spend it all on drugs itchy anus cream i just got it man or you just got i it. haven't even you know <laughs> are you going to spend a portion of it on drugs who are you fucking dr drew pinsky what do you, what do you what no you, that's what i would yeah. do i didn't even get a fucking stimulus yeah. check no i'm trying i'm like currently detoxing off like four different drugs right now so no i'm not spending it on drugs <laughs> Do you remember when uh, George Bush sent out, what was that? How much money did he give everybody? Like it was like 500 bucks. Yeah, it was 500 bucks. Was it $500? Yeah. Yeah, I spent that immediately on drugs. Hmm. Because it was like found money and I needed to get weed. So I like went out and I bought like, I think like an ounce of weed and maybe a couple grams of cocaine. And I was just thinking like, I'm doing this for the USA, you know? Okay. It It was a patriotic moment. I'm, uh... I may all spend it on a cure for the zaps since I've just been getting the zaps constantly. I just think it's funny. Zap. Does twelve hundred dollars even pay your rent? No. Yeah. See, exactly. No. It's, it's it's funny to me. It's like everyone gets this twelve hundred bucks. Mm. People are celebrating. It's like that doesn't even pay your rent. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. In I don't New understand. York. Yeah. Or Los Angeles, you know. But it is kind of funny. I didn't. I didn't get to see the letter yet because I didn't get one. Mm. I'm still pissed off about that. The other news item of the week that I'm completely confused about. Did Kim Jong-un die? What's up with this? What's going on? Uh, I'm the wrong person to ask. I, I can't tell if that guy's mm. dead, if he's alive. I've mm-hmm. see, I see reports saying that Japanese doctors mm. have found out that he died from uh, heart surgery. See, I, I'm, I get all my news these days from the uh, bulletin board in my Animal Crossing town. <laughs> So they didn't post anything on that yet? So, yeah, you know, um, if, if you know, I think Brambleberry Badger is like, is throwing a do-si-do, uh, you know, barn dance 
this weekend. But other than that, there's not much news really to have, you know. So. Did coronavirus already infect the Animal Crossing world? <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine has wearing masks. A friend of mine has a cat, and she, her cat has coronavirus. Her cat, oh, has yeah. coronavirus. And this is like before, like anybody else had it. There's a cat version of it. You know, yeah, how, like, I read that tigers had tigers have yeah, had it. It's a different. Apparently, it doesn't really do anything to animals. So, so can you get cats. it from your cat? No, apparently not. All right, that's. Good. I mean, this is what she assured me. I was working with her at the time at the office, and she, but she and said, her cat yeah. has the corona. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if uh, Kim Jong Un here got the corona. I read that he either died or is in a vegetative state following botched heart surgery, hmm. and that there were a team of Chinese medical experts were dispatched to advise on how to treat the 36 year old leader. You know, he's kind of a fat guy. So I right. imagine he's probably not the most healthy. He's a little chubby. He's not like crazy, you know. Where did where'd you say he was gay? How do you know like that? Boo boo. I might be confusing him with like the character based on him in Thirty Rock or something. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was like maybe like a porn that you had or something like a theme yeah, it was porn. A, yeah, it was a porn I have. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I don't know. He's if undead Kim, in that yeah. porn. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Maybe he mm. is Kim Jong Undead. That's right. I don't know. Well, he doesn't have like a wife or a queen or I don't even, what do you have? A queen? You have a... A dictator? I don't know. Is he a concubine? I don't know what dictators have. Okay. Um, No, he's great. I love him. Number one hoe. I don't want to get shipped in like a cargo container. Well, I was reading that his sister will take over if he dies. Is that the one with the LOL t-shirt that like stabs someone (laughs) in the pancreas? Don't think poison. that was his sister. She okay. stabbed his brother. Okay. Who I, who I think he was, uh, he wasn't particularly fond of the brother. So people said he might have orchestrated that murder. No, of course he orchestrated. With the LOL who shirts. Who? He, to- he said, wear okay. the LOL shirt. Yeah, yeah. He definitely did. Yeah. Well, but the sister could have been behind it too. Uh-huh. So that's why I'm wondering if yeah, the sister sure, takes I'm over, sure. if she's going to be even more brutal. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of uh, boogeymen. Mm-hmm. I read an interesting story about a famous Australian boogeyman this week who I'd never heard about, but apparently he is uh, quite infamous. Yahoo Serious? No. Okay. You're close, though. Very close. Actually, you know like what? One of three Australian names in my head. <laughs> Although, you know what, to be honest? Yeah. It could be Yahoo Serious because mm-hmm. the guy's never been caught. That's right. His name is Mr. Cruel, which to me seems very unimaginative. Yeah, yes, Mr. Uh, Cruel. Like, yeah. Seriously? So like your bondage name, Mr. Right. Cruel? Yeah, that, that's fat, the Fat Life uh, <laughs> Professor Payne. I'm Mr. Cruel, and I'm Professor Payne. Well, and we're here to review, you know, these frozen stromboli deep uh, meals on YouTube. <laughs> Mr. Cruel is a name mm. given to the Australian boogeyman who became well known for his heinous assaults against children. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, his identity has never been discovered, so he could be Yahoo Serious, and he's escaped justice for almost 30 years. Is he Mr. Clean's, like, slow Australian cousin? His evil cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I told you, it's like, come on, Australian journalists. Mm. You guys could put a little more effort than Mr. Cruel. It's yeah, a, it's, everything it seems else... like such a, a, a corny Australian name. Yeah, you think they call him... 
Mr. Badavery do, or you know how they do, you yeah, know, how they make, like, yeah, 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 you know, like Mr. Didgeridoo, Platypus, or whatever yeah. they want to do. It's just come up with right. something. I mean, look at America; we do that right. Yeah, you know, bind, torture, kill, BTK. That, I think that's. I think he named himself. Did he? Did well, he? I know. Did he write that? I think that's what yeah. he did. Yeah, maybe. Um, who was it? Bundy was the lady killer, which made sense. Made sense. You know, Dahmer though. No one really knew Dahmer's name. Son of Sam. Son of Sam. That Although is that, a great yeah, name. Because he wanted to be called the the Wicked King of Wicker. That was what he was asking to be. That's yeah, why he, he called himself letters. the Wicked King of Wicker. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> I'm the Wicked King of Wicker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on God. down. I run a Pier One Imports. Yeah, we no got Wicker chairs. Got we got Wicker frogs that look like they're fishing. <laughs> we got all sorts of stuff. Yeah, the Australians here, it's like, well, you know, he's not a very good chap. I think he's quite cruel. Mr. Mm. Cruel, crikey. Mm. It's, it's like, it's, it, I don't get it. It's yeah. weak. Anyway, he was a cruel man, though. He mm. did some cruel things. Quite the boogeyman. And I, I sent you a, an email, I believe, with the pictures. But uh, the, oh, we're not streaming anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I can, but, I'll pull him and put him in there. But you could check it out and mm -hmm. see the picture. The, he's kind of, it kind of looks like... And old Sick and Wrong fans would remember this. The first sticker I ever designed for Sick and Wrong. It just looked like a gimp mask with like a zipper and it just said Sick and Wrong on it. Okay. But that's sort of what this guy looks like. Hmm. It's just a mask with like, it almost looks like butthole eyes actually, and like a zipper. It's, yeah, it's a weird looking uh, Mr. Cruel mask. That's what they were originally going to call that song, Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> butthole eyes? Yeah. <laughs> She's got butthole eyes. She's precocious. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think that was Rod Stewart for the longest time. Oh, and I would get an argument. Like I would get an argument with people. I was like, no, it's a it's fucking Rod Stewart yeah. song. It's right after the faces. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Mm. Um, so the first known crime here, Mr. Cruel, dates back mm. to August 22nd, 1987, 4 a.m., this guy would target homes. He's very meticulous. He would target homes, stake it out. He's like a nightmarish type of night stalker. Mm. Like he would hang out, he would target, he would pick his victims, you know, purposely because he would know that he could overpower them. That's a typical South African way to name somebody. <laughs> He's a nightmarish type of night stalker. He's a nightmarish night stalker. Mm. He's very cruel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the premises was home to two parents. And their 11-year-old daughter and 7-year-old son. He wore a mask to cover his identity, armed himself with a knife and a gun. Hmm. And he went through the lounge, removed a, a pane of glass from the window to make his entrance, cut the phone lines, walked through the home, found the parents, and he bound them and bound the couple's 7-year-old son to his bed. And then he uh, went for the target, which was an 11-year-old girl. Hmm. So he, he sexually assaulted, raped the poor girl over the course of the next two hours, and then he'd, he would, t this is the weird thing about this guy, is he would do odd things while mm. he's committing it, like violent, horrible crimes. Mm. So he was assaulting over two hours, tied everybody up, and then he would just take a break. He'd go make himself a bologna sandwich, mm. eat the sandwich, put on an album, listen to a record, then go back and continue raping a little bit more, assaulting Jesus. the 11-year-old. Mm. And uh, finally, after, after two hours of torture for this 11-year-old girl, he left took a blue jacket with him and a whole box of uh, vinyl records. Hmm. I don't know what. I'm assuming, just judging by the dates, probably Midnight Oil, ACDC, 
in excess. <laughs> Midnight oil. Yeah. yeah. But maybe he could How can we sleep when our beds cool. are burning, though? I always wonder that. That guy, yeah. did that guy run for like, polit- like he was like a, like a governor or something? Did he? Oh. Yeah, he was like some kind of weird environmentalist guy. You know, I recently heard that the, um, my alma mater, uh, NYU Tisch School of the Arts, apparently the students were unhappy with the, the quality of the online classes in oh. the quarantine <laughs> era. And her response was she did a video of her, her in her office dancing to Losing My Religion. Oh my God. And that was the response. Wait, that was the professor's response? The, the dean. The dean's response was yeah. uh, it's an REM. It's wow. an artsy school. Yeah. <sighs> Good God. So, yeah. Anyway, so he made off with some Midnight Oil records. The 11 year old. precocious. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 11 year old yeah. victim told police that during the attacks, he had made several phone calls from the family's phone. Hmm. And she overheard him threatening to attack another family. Jesus. But investigators found that uh, no calls had actually been made. Mm. It was a red herring. That's what he used to do. He pretended mm. to have these calls to kind of throw people off hmm. and confuse his victims. Um, Are you threatening other families? <laughs> I'm a one family fucking tormentor. Jesus. I just like that. Uh, I mean, it's such a weird thing for him to even do. Like, he's, mm. he's so he's calling other families from this family's phone. It's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm at the Miller's house right now, but you're next. Yeah. Coming over there, raping your kids and your family dog. It's, it's, like... a, it's effective <laughs> scheduling. Yeah. I, I mean, at the very least, I could say that. He's precocious, yeah. this guy. He is. Um, Sharon Wills, the next victim. This is right after Christmas, December 27th, 1988, days after Christmas. Most families, you know, just post-holiday bliss, hanging out. What does this family get? Nightmarish horror. Jesus. <laughs> uh, John Wills and his wife. Uh, John Wills, his wife, and four daughters were all sleeping in their home, deep asleep around 5.45 in the morning, when the sensation of an object on his temple forced him to come, become awake. Oh. And then a voice said, don't be a hero. And right at his temple was a gun, a loaded Jesus. gun to his head. Mm. The masked intruder was wearing dark blue overalls, blue ski mask, same ski mask he was wearing before, gun to his head, and he also had a knife in the other hand. He said that if you fight, it's going to risk your, your whole family's going to be at risk. Mm-hmm. So what he ended up doing is he had the, the wife and the, and the husband there rolling their stomachs, bound their wrists and ankles with copper wire, mm-hmm. similar type of knot used as before, mm-hmm. specialized one primarily by sailors. So this guy could have been a pirate or in oh, the Navy or something. Yeah. Uh, they were then blindfolded and gagged uh, with surgical tape. And uh, then he took $35 from the bedside table, cut all the phone lines. So that's one thing you can't really do now with cell phones. Because you know, back in the day, you could just cut the phone lines and then you're just fucked. Yeah. You know, you know, a night stalker's in your house. Who are you going to call? Phone line's dead. Mm. But now it's a lot more difficult. They have to get like a cell phone jammer. Yeah. A lot you of know, stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. This guy sounds, it sounds like they, they weren't really on the ball when they named this guy. Mr. You cruel? Know? Yeah, because this is more than cruel. Because cruel in Australia is like... When somebody denies you extra fucking Tim Tams while you're having your morning <laughs> cuppa, right? That's cruel in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more than that. I don't, do you think, that's the thing, like, are Australians really that cruel mm. to anyone, you know? 
You mean, I like mean the, non- there... in terms of non-white people? Well, I was just trying to think of like angry uh-huh. Australians. Like Russell yeah. Crowe is an angry Australian. He will throw a phony. He will, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson. Okay, yeah. Pretty angry guy. Yeah. Chopper. Hmm. But other than those three, everybody else is pretty chipper. That's right. You know? Yeah. Think of like Bindi Irwin. Hmm. Like, like, for example, listen to this. So he goes through, ties up the parents. Hmm. He then goes into the little girl's room. He uh, takes two of the kids, locks them up. And then he took 10-year-old Sharon Willis. He actually took her. He abducted mm. her. He blindfolded, mm. gagged her, gave her a stop to pick up a few items of her clothing, and then just took her mm. and uh, abducted her from the home and left. All the right. parents ended up uh, getting out of their restraints, and they uh, ran all over the house trying to find their missing daughter, went to the neighbor, but he was gone. And so um, they called the police. They were freaking out. A few days later... They found Sharon Wills, the, the 10-year-old girl, uh, near, a, uh, near a high school that wasn't too far from their home, and she was just wearing garbage bags. And she had been repeatedly assaulted at an unknown location before being dumped at the high school. And despite all that trauma, she was in uh, good spirits, mm. in high spirits. She even said to the uh, dispatcher, when, she, when uh, or this neighbor um, had her call the police, she goes, my name's Sharon Willis. I was taken from home early this morning. A man left me here and told me to go and ring home. Okay. It's like Bindi Irwin. This girl Jesus. has just been like repeatedly sexually assaulted. Hmm. Still chipper. I hmm. think Australian people, I don't know what it is. Yeah. They're just a, a chipper, hmm. nice people, you know? Yeah. Except for those three, Russell Crowe, Mel Gibson, and Chopper. And that Stingray. Or the, oh, the Stingray. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Irritable Stingray. That Stingray that just shanked yeah. him. Shanked mm-hmm. him. Yeah, that was a regrettable day. Um, I don't know, this stingray filler. <laughs> uh, Sharon was blindfolded throughout the entire ordeal, so she couldn't really give mm. a physical description of the attacker. But she did say he was soft-spoken and seemed kind of caring about his victims. Mm. One of the words she was describing was gentle. Right. She said during her uh, break, because she was only being held for a couple of days, yeah. um, he fed her a Vegemite sandwich, gave her some milk, <laughs> Some lemonade, you know? He just um, smiled and gave me a Vegemite <laughs> sandwich. I mean, he is a nice okay, guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not a cruel thing to do. No. He's actually Mr. Sometimes Cruel. Because mm. other times, he's actually a really nice guy, very accommodating. Mm. Um, shortly before being let go, he gave the 10-year-old a thorough cleaning, not only washing off any possible forensic evidence, he clipped her fingernails, toenails, brushed and flossed her teeth. And then took her clothes and gave her the garbage bag clothes. What, but he tortured her or something for that? Or? No, sexually assaulted her for hours. But hey. That's, just, what, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a That's, horrible creature, again, this okay, guy. All right, all right. But the thing is... You're this like, is but at least he gave her Tim Tams. <laughs> but the thing is with him, though, if okay. you think about it, he's got to be military. He's not, he, or maybe law enforcement. He's, mm. he's cleaning off any piece of forensic mm. evidence. Mm-hmm. Cut her fingernails. Like, and when did this happen? This happened, uh, this was 1988. Oh, okay. So you, you could, that, then yes, you're probably right. Nowadays, you wouldn't well, be no, able to say that because everybody watches Every fucking, fucking true crime yeah, show yeah, yeah. and every yeah. documentary. Right. But back then, though, this guy, what, what pedophile rapist, child rapist is going to know to do or think about doing that? Like destroying any kind of possible forensic evidence on this girl's body. Like had her bathe and just, I mean, the fact that he p- 
plan this out? Well, in 1988 was really before most people knew about DNA, you know? So, yeah. and I, they think they did have it at that point. So he must have been law enforcement. He had to have been law enforcement, yeah. Because before DNA, they just had to be like, the killer has the same blood type. That was like the best <laughs> they could do, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. He either kept or discarded her clothes. Um, once again, not wanting forensic evidence to be traced back to him. And then he uh, gave her the garbage bag outfit, dumped her on the grounds of the high school. Hmm. Um, so the other thing she did say, though, that led investigators to believe that he might live, but might be by an airport, was that she could constantly hear aircraft noises the whole time, the whole two days. The okay. planes flying sure. and landing. Yeah. It was at this time, they changed hmm. his name from Mr. Cruel to the Hampton Rapist. Okay. Um, next one, next crime here is Nicola Linus. This guy definitely had a type. He looked young girls. This happened in 1990 when he attacked again. This is in a suburb uh, near Canterbury. Uh, the Linus family were from England. There was a father, mother, and two daughters, Fiona and Nicola, mm -hmm. 15 and 13. He entered their house around 11.30 p.m. through a window. Uh, unlike with the previous attacks, this time the parents were actually out, and the teenage girls were just home alone hanging out. Um, Mr. Kroll, actually they were sleeping. He woke both of them, angrily ordered Nicola to go fetch her school uniform, which uh, is uh, very disturbing mm -hmm. to say the least. Yeah. He then bound, blindfolded, and gagged 15-year-old Fiona to the bed, and uh, he ransacked the home searching for valuables, which is odd that he would do that. He said he wanted... Yeah, he, he, he told Fiona he was, he was looking for $25,000 for the safe release of the sister before abducting the sister. Mm. So he left the older daughter there and abducted the 13-year-old. Okay. Um, he took a rental car that the family had and made his getaway. Um, she, he found, she was found also uh, just kind of dumped, wearing garbage bags uh, the day of her 14th birthday. Sexually abused for Jesus about 50 hours. Christ. But she was, you know, he, she was living. Yeah. Um, she actually provided a few more clues. She said that uh, she was also blindfolded, but she described the attacker being around five foot eight, and she was able to see through her blindfold that he had reddish brown hair. Hmm. Not surprising that he's ginger. Yeah. Never trusted gingers. No. You know? Um, she also s managed to sneak a peek of the room where she was held captive and gave you a description of it as well as a bathroom. Uh, she said that at several times he was speaking to another person but she never heard a response. So they don't know if like, did he have an accomplice or is this one, one of his little games that he's doing? Okay. Perhaps he's a ventriloquist and he had a dummy. I'm just, I'm just waiting till we get, till we get past this man. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am so regretting agreeing to this topic. I think in the time in my head, I was like, I, there's endless jokes about Mr. Clean I can make, you know? <laughs> and, and that's honestly what I thought. I just I think wasn't. I think thinking. it's kind of fascinating. I wasn't thinking. The fact that this guy, yeah. well, Australia was just baffled by it. Right. And they had several people that they suspected of being Mr. Cruel, but they've never been able to place, place who it was. I see. And they've had like the FBI profile the guy. Hmm. They had, uh, you know, they, they had several task forces. So well, we're used to it here because that's like 1% of Americans is this guy. <laughs> <laughs> At least it seems that way sometimes. So his last known crime is 1991, mm. and uh, he abducted a girl named Carmen Chan, mm -hmm. um, Asian. 
And uh, so it was kind Thank of similar, you. similar to the uh, the last, yeah. In case you didn't <laughs> get by the name, <laughs> but the same kind of deal. Went through the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, the home belonged to uh, John and Phyllis Chan, who shared, shared the home with their three young daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, he encountered Carmen. She was thirteen. Two younger siblings. He ended up uh, locking the two younger girls in a nearby closet, and then uh, proceeded to abduct Carmen Chan. But this is weird. Before completing the abduction, he spray painted the words and phrases payback, Asian drug deal, and more to come on their Toyota Camry. Hmm. So he just like spray painted that down, like tagged them. Yeah. Asian drug deal. Hmm. Not even sure what he's even referring to. Payback, though. I think he's referring to that movie, The Big Hit, with Mark Wahlberg and Christina Applegate. Well, I wonder if that is any way connected to Payback, which wasn't that a Mel that was a Mel Gibson you know what, that movie? That was a great movie, I got to say. Was it Mel Gibson? Yeah, yeah. I really did enjoy that movie a lot. So do you was think, was Mel Gibson in, uh, in that other movie you were just talking about? No. Okay. No. Didn't produce it or anything? Nope. Not involved at all. Hmm. What? I'm just trying to uh, put yeah. two and two together. Okay. Somehow pin Mel Gibson... As Mr. Lucy Liu was in Payback. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Oh, she was. She was, yeah. And she's Asian. She's Asian. There's That's a connection right. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a, a, a crack sleuth. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, he defaced their car, took off. Um, despite fearing the horrific ordeal that their daughter would suffer, the parents were a bit relieved because the other victims were all turned, returned alive. Well, several days after the abduction... They ended up finding the partially decomposed body of Carmen Chan. Mm. So he actually uh, shot her three times in the head. Jesus. And she had not been killed, or she'd been killed not that long after mm-hmm. the abduction. So, which is kind of weird. Um, actually, she had been killed not that long after the abduction, but mm-hmm. they didn't find her for about a year later. So she was like definitely uh, partially decomposed. Um, theory, theories have lingered as to why he murdered her, but not the other ones. Uh, the mother says that Carmen was a stubborn girl and definitely would have fought back. So maybe that was it. Okay. Um, it's also possible maybe she actually got a good look at him at what he looked like. Right. You know, and possibly that might have been the reason why um, he ended up killing her. But anyway, he, he went dark after that. So it was 1991. Nothing happened. Um, so the FBI, the FBI became involved in 1994 with an operation called Spectrum. Operation mm. Spectrum. And uh, they... they uh, in 19, or so they actually had an FBI agent come out to Victoria and they profiled uh, Mr. Cruel. Hmm. And so the profile kind of seems like, this kind of seems like anyone on Reddit would automatically All assume right. these. Let's hear it. The attacker may reside close to the vicinity of the first assault. Okay. That makes sense because I sure. mean, he, he, he obviously, uh, you know, cased out these families. Right. He's involved with the school hmm. due to attacks being on school holidays and asking for the school uniform of one of the victims. Hmm. He would appear as a nice guy and seem genuinely interested in helping children. Uh, the attacker would be dedicated to his role with children. You'll have a collection of homemade and commercial pornography, a lot of it child porn. Hmm. He would be a functional member of his community, employed, seen as a good neighbor, maybe involved with uh, volunteer community projects, hmm. which a lot, of, uh, a lot of serial killers are like that. Um, 
Some of them are. Some of them. Some yeah. are aloof. But then there's yeah. a lot that are just like, like BTK. Wasn't he like a normal dad? He was a normal dad. Yeah. yeah. But he's kind of the outlier, you know. He may be in a relationship. And if mm. so, his partner would know of sexual dysfunction on his part. Mm. This may include role playing. Yep. For example, her dressing as a schoolgirl. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think Which, that ne- necessarily means that you're like a, it you know, doesn't. a, a sex it's, pest. It's literally <laughs> that, a sex pest. I mean, that's, you know, you, you can't really use that because like who hasn't done that, you know? Exactly. I, every, I mean, every stripper everyone. has a yeah, schoolgirl yeah, yeah. outfit. Yeah. So. Uh, work colleagues would notice a change in behavior after the attacks took place. Mm. I mean, that's the Catholic Church's fault. Oh, for sure. Why the did the they uniforms. ever, you know, you what know? were they thinking? What were they thinking with those uniforms? My and then God, they blame the priest for getting erections. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> different. Um, in the mind of Mr. Cruel, he had no intention of harming the children. His attacks were motiva- motivated by sexual desire and his psychological profile. That harms the children. <laughs> what are, yeah. <laughs> um, 15 years after the girl that died, Carmen Chan... Uh, one of the survivors reported that a tripod was present in the room, mm-hmm. and this was never this detail was never given it was never revealed because mm-hmm. I guess uh, the the police were worried that if it came out that he was photographing the victims and he would just destroy all this evidence. Uh, but this guy like brought in a tripod camera, everything was taped and documented. Sure. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, they 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 brought in this. They profiled it. Nothing happened. Twenty ten. They did a new task force um, to try to reinvestigate this cold case called Task Force Apollo. Um, And then they said, you know, we have new technology now, new DNA testing. Let's try some of these new investigation methods. Well, it turned out all the files they had were just a complete mess, Hmm. unorganized. They even lost evidence. Like they lost some of the duct tape that he had used on some of the victims. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, These Australians, they drink Hmm. too much Foster's. Can't keep their record keeping in order. Not like the Nazis. Deciduous record takers, those Nazis. They did, yeah. Um, so now all the vital evidence had vanished, so <clears throat> I don't know. But someone did bring up the point that it was kind of weird that this guy was able to stake out victims, mislead investigation. Somehow all vital evidence was destroyed or missing. Mm. Could this guy have been a member of the law enforcement? Right. You know, maybe he was a detective or something. So anyway, they had Although a couple. I imagine, you know. I mean, this 1980s. Australia. Yeah, it's <laughs> Australia. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I can't really picture them like mm. you know being. Uh, although even back in the states, back in the eighties, they didn't really you. Know, they weren't you all that is, diligent with bookkeeping. All you got to do is smile and give them a Vegemite sandwich, and they'll <laughs> next you, know, you know they'll let you destroy half the evidence in the vault. So. Uh, they did have one prime suspect, uh, this guy named Brian Allen Elkner, who mm. is a uh, convicted sex offender. But this guy was a former lecturer at Melbourne University. Mm. And uh, in, 70, in 1973, he was a senior lecturer in French and had published like several essays and books. One essay um, by, uh, what do we say, Diderot and, and the Sublime, mm-hmm. which is the artist's hero. He compared, that's what he called it, uh, the artist's hero. He compared transgressive artists mm. to criminals declaring that they both share similar greatness. Hmm. And I guess the essay, at the time, the essay was a big hit amongst the literati. Hmm. And then it turned out that uh, between 1972 and 1944, this guy attacked like six women, uh, multiple girls, and they all, the attacks took place in the victims' homes. They were threatened with knives. 
Uh, he was convicted of 10 years imprisonment, and, uh, but he was released shortly before the first known Mr. Cruel attack. You know, the, the, I, he also, one of his papers, academic papers that was most pop, popular was the, uh, the post-ironic erotic transgressions of Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> I know he that writes was, something like yeah. that and no one thinks like, oh, right. there's something weird with this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you know what's funny is so he was he was uh released shortly before the attack. They were never really able to pin any of these Mr. Cruel attacks on him. But recently on uh, Australia's current affair, uh, they yeah, they they talked to Brian Elkner, now in his late seventies, and he strongly denied any suggestions that he was Mr. Cruel, saying that that was way in the past. He turned his life around. Mm. And the interview, uh, the show Elkner making this funny statement, after being told by uh, reporters that he had destroyed the lives of his female victims, mm. Elkner said, so you say, but I mean, what you're doing now is equally disgusting. But you've been having him on the show. The he, that's what he said to them? Yeah. The <laughs> So current affair. He's precocious. <laughs> I just like it's like right. I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, pervert. What kind of animal would have a monster like, like me, me on your on program? Your program. Yeah. <laughs> just way to flip That's it. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, way to flip it. Yeah. Uh, the only other suspect they had was a guy named Robert Keith Knight, who was uh, convicted mm. in 1998 for kidnapping and sexually abusing two 12-year-olds. Um, mm. But that's the thing. He was uh, he was a youth worker, scout volunteer. So he you know came into contact with a lot of kids. But it was the same kind of deal. After being released from prison for his conviction in 2009, uh, he did end up amassing thousands of child porn images, and was later detained by police. But um, and I guess he pled guilty to overwhelming evidence of having all this child porn. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, while awaiting trial, he leaped from a second-story uh, prison railing to his death hmm. in the prison. So maybe hmm. he was Mr. Cruel. He, yeah, he might have been. So anyway, to this day, you know, uh, they, they don't know who Mr. Cruel might be. If you, if you know anything, call the Australian... Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers. <laughs> you know? But you know, they said in 2011, a 13-year-old girl uh, was abducted. And they said that uh, that case remains unsolved. They never found her. And they think maybe Mr. Cruel struck again. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, yep. if you know anything, there's a Vegemite sandwich and some Tim Tams <laughs> in it for you. So what is call. Vegemite? Is it like spam? It's, it's worse. It's I don't even I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's basically like um you know sticky dust. Sticky dust. It's sticky dust is in it a like jar. Like PCP. No. <laughs> Sticky dust yeah. in a jar. I don't think I've ever had that. Okay. It's it's real bad. It's, it's Is it not, like what it, it tastes like uh, you know What like is it made out of? Rusty sludge. I don't know, vegetables or something. Oh, so it's, it's like it is so it's vegetarian. I could eat it. Uh yeah, I believe so, yeah. I'm gonna have to try this vegetable. It just tastes like uh, you know, some dirt and rust. <laughs> this is what it tastes like. So they love it though. So there you go. Yeah. Watch out for Mr. Cruel. This is yeah. a cautionary tale. Mm. We're just warning you. The few things you could do is maybe, I don't know, like get an alarm system yeah, in your house yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, this guy seemed to go right through the windows. Lock your windows. Uh, strong glass. Get a gun. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. Yeah, do that. <laughs> All right. But there you go. Australia's boogeyman, Mr. Cruel. Mm -hmm. People, it's episode 736 here at Sick and Wrong. Got some news stories coming up. Got some phone calls a little later in the show. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. 
Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here uh, has to do with an Oregon woman who is fatally beaten by her boyfriend's teen son. Uh, the killer was just sentenced to seven years in a juvenile facility, which is odd because he's 18. Hmm. The killer is 18. So when you kill somebody and you're 18, aren't you tried as an adult? Typically? Yeah, of course. Yeah, not this kid got this kid got lucky or he had really or just a I'm shitty sure day. The crime happened before he was 18, probably. That's why. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He was 15. Yeah. Okay. When it happened. Right. Yeah, I guess I guess that I guess that, that's a good point. So an Oregon teen who admitted to the gruesome murder of his father's girlfriend was sentenced Monday to 7 years in a juvenile facility, which mm. does seem rather late for murder, but hey, if you're a juvenile. Mm. Um the uh, victim's family were, was was not was not pleased by this. Uh, it is not a just result for the victims and their family, said the uh, DA Bradbury. It's not justice for the crimes he committed, and the family agreed. Uh, the oldest daughter said, "It's a shame to call what you're doing here today an action of the justice system because no one's getting justice." She said, "I'm 26 years old, and even in the best case scenario, um, Andrew, the killer, Andrew Vineyard, will be walking the streets again." after brutally murdering my mother mm. before he reaches the age of 26. Sure. That's not even like seven years. It's not that bad. No, it's not bad. He's already, sounds like he's already served three. Yeah. He's yeah, been in prison so, for three. So that's yeah. four years. Yeah. So by 22, he'll be out. Yep. You know, it's like that's graduating college. Like yeah. I mean, um, most states don't do that. Most states just like, even if you're 12, you kill somebody, you're going to trial as an adult. Well, that, that's what the prosecutor mm. is trying to say, because mm. he's 18 now, but at the time, he mm. confessed to killing 40, this 43-year-old woman, Kimberly mm. Fornes, before sexually assaulting her body when he was 15, and they said that because of the egregiousness of the act, he should be tried in adult court. Right. Which I thought they do. Well, in most states, they do. Yeah. They I think they do in California. It. It's like the America's pastime, you know? Yeah. So. So, uh, Vineyard here... Um, his case was adjudicated in juvenile court, and uh, under the uh, a recent um, Oregon's juvenile justice reform bill that was signed into law, the new law gives minors the chance to have early release to keep them out of going into an adult prison because mm. they feel that uh, you know the recidivist rates will be higher if they actually end up going to an adult prison, which could be. I mean, imagine uh, being fresh meat at age like 19 in adult prison. Yeah. Probably doesn't work out too well for you. Um, originally, though, his case was tried in adult court before being transferred. So they moved him into, uh, into uh, the juvenile court, and that's where they actually they, they tried the kid. So what ended up happening, this happened three years ago, the killer attacked his father's girlfriend after he became enraged when she wouldn't let him watch TV. So apparently he feigned 
not feeling well that day and stayed home from school. Mm. And when he asked if he could watch TV, she said he couldn't because he was sick. Mm. So then what he did is he went outside, he got a box cutter, and then he jumped on her back and just slit her throat, like Al classic Al-Qaeda style. Because she wouldn't let him watch TV? Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up if you think about it. Wasn't that the best part of staying home when you're sick? Watching Prices Right? Yeah, yes. Or I used to watch The World of David the Gnome. Did you ever oh, see yeah, that with sure. Tom Bosley? That's great, yeah. Yeah, that would be on. Yeah. And Eureka's be, Castle. Yeah, like all those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was mm. like what you did. You just kind of like mm. drank Dimatap. Yeah. And watch fucking uh, daytime television. I would watch uh, The Days of Our Lives with my mom. Yeah, my mom used yeah. to like uh, yeah. soap operas too. We used to watch a lot of like Oprah and Sally Jesse and uh, what was that guy's name? Donahue. Donahue, yeah. Donahue, yeah. yeah. All those shows. So anyway, he jumped on her, slit her throat with a box cutter, but that didn't kill her. She escaped to her room and was frantically trying to call for help when he walked in with two baseball bats and just beat her, beat her to death. Hmm. And there's evidence at the scene that he actually whipped her with a belt after she was dead and then sexually assaulted the body. Oh, boy. I know. God. And I think, you know, what... what now I'm starting to understand why she didn't want to watch TV. Can you, can you imagine <laughs> what the fuck he wants to watch? It's like oh. nothing. Oof. It's gonna be something. Well, if it's anything like his musical taste, I'm sure yeah. it was awful. Mm. So, yeah. So after he... Uh, killed her and then sexually assaulted her what's the, his musical taste well listen the, okay. the teen took a bath yeah. he cleaned up the entire scene with bleach also uh, yeah. eradicating any coronavirus that might have been there oh great um, he then fixed himself a cup of herbal tea and watched the music video for the song Freak on a Leash by Korn who the fuck is this kid <laughs> that's exactly what happens when you listen to, to, to a band like Korn I don't know, what, 15 years after they were relevant? That's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I, like, it, like, what the fuck? This is not a normal... Herbal tea... Corn. And, and cor you know? Like, like if, he, if it's like... Oh, what about no, the no. necrophilia he, that just happened? He had a glass <laughs> of, like, fucking Mountain Dew Code Red and listened to some Post Malone or something. Then I'd be like, that okay. That makes sense, yeah. That makes sense to makes me. Sense, but, but what the fuck? Yeah, get some like some herbal tea. Yeah, some real gray, and then oh, yeah. uh, sitting down watching Corn's Freak on the Leash. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, dead woman in the back. I wonder what he did with her body. Mm. Well, anyway, he wasn't done yet. Later that day, his father's roommate came home. And he shot his father's roommate in the face and the hip. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the roommate actually ended up surviving. Um, so uh, the kid was tried with two crimes there. God, such an awful little bastard child. Yeah, he sucks. Like, why it's the fuck right. would you even want him at your house? Like, if I was a dad and I got my new, you know, my new lady that lives with me, mm. I'd be like, you know what? You go live with your mom because you were a mistake. Yeah. Should have worn a condom. That's right. During the sentencing, uh, the judge, John Collins, said he wasn't pleased with a short sentence but had no choice but to follow the law. He says, I've worried about, if you will, the impact this has had on the victims throughout this case. Uh, the court has been constrained by legal considerations that, well, frankly, may put me in the position of having to make a ruling even I didn't like. <laughs> so after he did it, the killer then thanked him 
which is uh, some some chutzpah right there. Yeah, thanking him, and the judge said, "I don't want your thanks. I want you to take responsibility for this as best you can." Um, any decision I made was not intended to be for your benefit. It was intended to follow the law. Hmm. But apparently, uh, the killer's attorneys could not be reached for comment. Uh, the DA, whose office pu- pushed for uh, for Vineyard to be charged as adult, adult, explained that the judge ultimately split with the county prosecutors. We disagreed with the court's ruling that he could not make findings based on the presented evidence that thoroughly supported moving Vineyard to an adult court. Uh, meanwhile, at the sentencing, the killer... The court also uh, egregiously... The, the court also disagreed with his choice of corn song. <laughs> Your Honor, he should have been listening to the, you know, the one that goes knick knack, patty whack, give a dog a bone or whatever. That's the one. That's that is the limp one, Your biscuit, Honor. sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah. just can't. But what? What the fuck? This kid. So that was fifteen. That was three years ago. Who is listening to Corn in twenty fifteen? It's it's pretty weird. That's that is weird. That's the first red flag. Yeah. God. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, at the sentencing, the killer acknowledged that he forever damaged the three fam- families and said, to say I'm sorry is not good enough. Yeah. To say you're sorry for listening to corn still damages the families. That's right. God. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what do you have here for the second story? I have. All right. So. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Minnesota man admits killing dismembering woman in garage prosecutors. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. Very so, Don Henley. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oof. Ooh. Mm. A Minnesota man has admitted killing a 19-year-old woman and dismembering her body in his garage. Wow. Yeah. So it's good to have well good to have a project to work on. Well, where else would you do it? Yeah. Bathtub or garage, really. Uh so Ethan Broad, twenty seven, is facing a second degree murder charge in the death of Distany Avery. Distany. Distany. Yeah, it's like, like a, a Australian how spelling? A South African uh <laughs> says destiny. 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 <laughs> <laughs> had been missing since early April, but was last known to be temp- to be staying temporarily with the Moorhead Man. The Moorhead Man is it like the Mothman. It's like the Michelin Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very chunky, husky yeah. fella. <laughs> yeah, made uh, of uh, yeah, made of different indu- industrial products. <laughs> Uh, when cops in Moorhead... Oh, it's the guy. Okay, that's a place. When cops in Moorhead first spoke with Broad about the woman's disappearance, he claimed he had not seen her since April 4th, one day after she vanished. So that's odd. All right. So he's, like, so he's saying, did he have an alibi? He's Well, he's like, let's say she was reporting missing on, um, you know, Saturday. Okay. And they, a few days later, they go talk with this weirdo. And he's like, I haven't seen her since Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened. That's what happened here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. This guy's great. Right. So, uh, Broad later told investigators during a follow up interview uh, that Avery was dead. 
Ooh. Ooh. He then confessed to dismembering her body inside his garage before tossing her remains in dumpsters outside his apartment. Lazy. Got just outside his apartment. That's right. You wouldn't at least go to maybe the apartment two streets over? Yeah. God. You know, go to the... Lazy go to, Americans. Go to the Costco or whatever. You know, Listen Jesus. to corn. Yeah. So uh, prior to the purported confession, Broad claimed that someone else had hit Avery over the head with a lead pipe before cutting her throat. But why be so descriptive then? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. Because I was I, there. <laughs> no, I'm not the one who yeah. slit her throat and then I hit was her there over the in the, the study pipe. with Professor Plum and he had the lead pipe. Um, he then admitted to the slaying after surveillance video showed him leaving the garage alone with large blue bins. Okay, well, yeah. there, there you I go. I saw the guy and it's like, here's the video of you leaving. Okay, I did it. He probably wasn't even wearing a corona mask. No. It, can't you do that now? Can't we just go commit any crime and be like, how do you know it was me? I was wearing a mask. Yeah, I mean, I've been hoping to be able to shoot down police drones <laughs> without, you know, with impunity. So anyway, um, but Broad had still insisted the killing and dismemberment was an act of self-defense. Okay. All right, how old was he and how old was the uh, victim? He was 27, she was 19. Okay. I, I it doesn't you know who yeah knows? I find that she spurious could, at best but that's okay uh, I mean she could be fucking built like a brick shit house who knows she could be yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, two witnesses also told cops that Broad had admitted to them that he killed and cut up Avery's body ooh yeah alright so it, did you see that girl come by here with you know she had a really stupid name it was just really <laughs> stupid I don't remember what it was Oh, yeah, I killed and dismembered her. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. You well, okay, dead. then. Uh, thanks for telling me. Uh, yeah. So a saw that Broad said he used on Avery's body was found in a search of his apartment and garage. Blood and human tissue appeared to still be on the saw. And they found the blue bins with blood on them in his garage. This guy could never be Mr. Cruel. No. <laughs> I mean, talk no. about like... Why wouldn't you get rid of the fucking bins? Yeah. <laughs> you dumbass. Well, it's not pickup day today yet. <laughs> I mean, I got to wait till Thursday. Dump I mean, the bins too. Inconsiderate to leave them out there, you know, to the neighbors. He's like, it's a good saw. Bought yeah. it at Home Depot. The, uh, yeah. So um, he faces up to 40 years in prison uh, if convicted. Mm. He's due back in court on May 14th. Okay. So he's jailed on $1 million bail. Man and woman helped cover up the the teens' her murder, though. Wait, wait, wait. He had a girlfriend. He had help. He had help. An he accomplice. Had, he had help. Let's okay. not let's not jump ahead of ourselves here. Okay. Right. There were two others involved: twenty-two-year-old David Erno and twenty-six-year-old Andrea Payne are now formally charged with felony aiding an offender in second-degree murder. See, that's the, that's the thing. Whenever yeah. you have a friend, no matter how good of a friend they are, if they call you and be like, hey, you want to help me get rid of this body? Just be like, I can't, dude. I'm busy. Yeah. You know. That's a lot. Yeah. You I know. watch Better Call Saul and my, right. my cat. Because, I mean, even just, just the grave digging alone, it's an endeavor. It's also kind of like, you know, at, at that point, I'd really be evaluating, you know, the strength of our friendship. Right. Yeah. Because I don't even know how you... 
come, you'd have to drive me to the airport like every day for the rest of the time. Oh, yeah, all you the know? way to LAX, yeah, not yeah, very yeah. big. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, brought it, you know, he admitted to all that bullshit um, and they found her, her body in the landfill. Okay. Well, because he yeah. dumped it in a dumpster. Payne, Andrea Payne later admitted to police that she had been in the apartment when Avery was killed. Payne says she came home from work as she was also living with Broad at the time and said Broad and Avery were in the back bedroom. Payne says Broad later came out and said that Avery might claim he raped her. Oh, boy. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, boy. <laughs> hey, so you know that chick back there? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, she might say I tried to rape her. I don't know. <laughs> just a just a heads up. Yeah. She's, you know, yeah. that that 19-year-old girl that's yeah. in the bedroom right now yeah. might say that I raped her. Also, those IBC root beers in the fridge are mine, so don't... <laughs> Don't have any of those. I didn't, okay? Just to let you know. Yeah. Did, there was no raping, but she might say it. Yeah. So Payne later heard Broad and Avery fighting, but said she did not get up from the couch to see what was going on. Because the mm. mass singer was on. So she just... <laughs> she uh, of suspense with that show. She then heard loud thumps or strikes... And Broad soon came out and told her he hit Avery over the head with a lead pipe and it cracked her skull open. These are really yeah. close roommates. Hey, so this girl <laughs> might come out later and say that I cracked her head open, but she's lying. <laughs> but I wonder and if she's like... undead. Yeah, she's like, is, is that the mm. one that you raped? Yeah. Or that might say that you raped her? Okay, well, I guess she's not going to say that anymore. No. So no. I took care of that. Yeah. Nip that in the bud. Payne said she did not do anything to check on the victim and soon left. Wait, <laughs> so she resumed watching The Masked Singer after Guy comes out of the room covered in blood saying... No, I think she left the apartment. Oh, okay, all right. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> or it's not clear. It's not clear. Wow, it's nice to have attentive roommates like that. Yeah. Um, either she left to go continue watching the rest of The Masked Singer or she went to like... See if, you know, Popeye's had any of those chicken sandwiches left or something. But she didn't say, hey, I might call 911. No, she didn't do any of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> when she... Oh, no, she left. She left. She left. When she returned several hours later, David Erno was with her. Payne says she noticed blood on Broad's face and says while she was making a sandwich, Broad admitted to killing Avery. She brought a friend over? <laughs> Do you think she was like, hey, you want to see a dead body? Y'all yeah. want to see like, a dead body? Y'all want to see a dead body? Mm. <laughs> and the friend's like, yeah, mm. sure. I wonder this if she like tells stories. She's like, date. Yeah, what if she's just like, mm. I got the weirdest roommate ever. Yeah. Seriously. He just said he just like cracked it's some girl over the head hilarious. with a pipe. It is yeah. wacky. Yeah. Um, so Payne did not report Avery's death and continued to live in the apartment with Broad. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah. This yeah. girl, the guy comes out, That's so he right. almost rapes a girl. Yeah. Then he comes out and says, actually, I killed her with mm. a lead pipe. And she's like, eh, I'll still live here. Yeah. You know, let me make a sandwich as long as, you know, you're not stealing my uh, salami. <laughs> I mean, it's a seller's market. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she also lied and gave misleading information to police when asked about Avery's whereabouts. 
So she's like a real ride or die roommate. She really is. They, yeah, they yeah. must have a history or something. Oh my God. In Erno's interview with police, court documents say he told police Broad had also admitted to him that he had killed Avery and that he had put Avery's body in a tote in his garage. Guy like Erno's just like, dude, mm. fuck this guy. Yeah. No, no, he totally did it. Mm. And then he probably raped her beforehand. So documents say it says that Broad and Payne told Erno, the guy who just showed up with Homegirl, to get the victim's computer and destroy it. Ooh. Yeah. It, it, and it's like either one of them could have done this. <laughs> it was there. It's a laptop. It's right over there. Like It's like, hey, can you go get that and destroy it? So he wiped the computer of any trace of the victim. Documents say that... Uh, that's what Erno did? Yeah, that's what Erno At did. At least Erno has some skills. The other guy's Geek keeping squad. like the fucking saw... Well, he figured it out because uh, they, the court documents say that a Google search on his phone said he searched for how to wipe a computer clean. <laughs> <laughs> and he watched like a YouTube tutorial like, hey, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, today we're going to learn how to wipe uh, your computer clean of any trace of your murder victim. So he had to delete you know? all those TikTok duet videos? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, he also did not report the death of Destiny Avery and obstructed the investigation as well as tampered with evidence. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. They could, they're up there. They could spend 20 years in prison. They're like the birds of prey. Yeah. Sort of. (laughs) Suicide squad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Makes more sense. Yeah. The, the rotundo suicide squad. That's right. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, so they made 20 years in prison, huh? That's right. Well, no, they they could face it. The roommate. I doubt they will, though. And the random other person. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I guess we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Just remember, to, like get rid of the tub, get rid of the body, mm-hmm. get rid of any utensils that you use, and for Christ's sake, wipe, wipe the computer beforehand. That's right. And don't tell your roommates about it. Mm-hmm. God, idiots. Because nothing is less suspicious um, when the cops go to look at somebody's computer and they find that it's been, you know, erased of any trace of the somebody. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. Yeah. Anyway, people, send your stories. Here on podcast, gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. Uh, but first, uh, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Logarics disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Stick on hotline number. 
Um, some good call, calls this week, actually. Some really good calls. We've been getting a lot of good calls during this quarantine. Oh, good. I think because people are bored. Yeah. Trying to reach out. Trying to stay sane if they can. They can. Um, yeah. They Well, barely. Mm. Anyway, first call here is uh, the weird girl from Oregon mm. with her coronavirus story. All right. Hey, what's up, you assholes? That weird girl from Oregon. Um, just wanted to personally say, if you're dumb enough to inject Lysol into your veins, please go ahead and do it. And, you know, we have an overpopulation problem, as is. But I just wanted to share my weird mm. coronavirus story. She's one of those utilitarian GOP members. Yes. I love those guys. Is like mm. uh, the lieutenant governor of Texas is like, mm. well, in this time, you know, it's, it's mm. the feeble, the fat, and the sick that could die. That's 1% of the population. Mm. We can afford that for the economy. Uh, you know what? I'm not they sure have how... have a point. I'm honestly not sure how I feel about that, any of that. Same with I don't me. Know. It's like... Yeah. They have a point, yeah. though it's heartless, and I'm sure it contradicts their Christian principles that they say they live by. Right. However, <laughs> I just feel like I don't have all the facts. Like I don't like this prevents the spread of it, but it's not going to magically go away, right? At no, some point we around, have to but... come out, and then it will we'll get it. Then, right? Are we just postponing it? I don't understand. Well, I think what they're trying to do mm. is I don't think. I don't think you're going to be able to reopen everything just like mm. it was. I think it's mm. going to take a few months to try to like social. What they need to do is they need to <clears throat> test everybody, which I think is impossible. Yeah, they can't. But the fact of the matter mm. is you can't just keep everything closed indefinitely. Right. I mean, fuck. I need toilet paper. All right? <laughs> All right. Excuse me. My God. Being in 7-Eleven, high balls on LSG, and uh, this <laughs> fucking crackhead lady is... What's the deal with all these women tripping on acid during the quarantine? Yeah. She's the second it's, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that a thing that girls do? I guess so. I guess like, so. Cause it, she sounds like a millennial too. It's like, mm. it, it's, it's quarantine. I can't mm. do anything. I got laid off my job. Where's the LSD? Right. I've just been uh, enjoying the zaps. <laughs> the zaps. Enjoying going home tonight to having the zaps and having no internet. It's great. Although one thing yeah. I can say for sure, on within the throes of an LSD trip, 7-Eleven is a pretty entertaining place to be. It can be. It can yeah. be. Standing in line in front of me and she's got her dog in the store, which is already like... Her dog. Like fucking dog in the store. <laughs> and why are you just like tweaking out buying like two candy bars? Anyway, so she like... Pays for her stuff and then goes right behind me again while I'm paying for my stuff and she keeps yelling at me and keep in mind I'm very high and she's like lady hey lady 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 she wants to say hi to you and I just keep looking at the store clerk like please save me save me from whatever interaction is about to happen <laughs> Have you ever been like so high on acid that you're like, is the person speaking to me? Yeah, yeah. Do I need to speak to them? What would I say to them, to this person? Exactly. This entity? Yeah. Like I can totally feel her pain in right. this. Because <clears throat> you're like, am I being engaged with socially right now? Right, Or is yeah. this something I'm thinking is happening? Yeah. It's like, does, does Rajesh... Can he speak to me telepathically? <laughs> Even though I just met him at the fucking register of 7-Eleven. And 
the store clerk is just like, hey, I think that girl's trying to talk to you. I'm like, wow, well, you're fucking useless. Thank you. So I turn around and talk to this fucking crackhead. Lady. And she's just like, my dog wants you to pet her. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm oh, not going to pet your dog. Yeah. No, my dog wants you to pet her. <laughs> pet my dog. <laughs> and, yeah, that was... I don't even yeah. know what I would do. I think what I would do mm. is just My dog scream. has a question. What's the frequency, <laughs> Kenneth? I think I would just run out of the place. Yeah. Freaking out. Yep. I don't I just I, I don't know. I think I'd divorce from reality in this situation. Mm. This is the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak. Um still not sick. Hope you guys are healthy. Uh still really enjoying that you are doing the show, so thank you. Don't know how good this is gonna come through on my fucking shitty speaker, but whatever. Keep it's, it sick, keep it wrong. Peace. There's a wait, wait, wait. A, okay, what happened? Did uh? Yeah, she, I don't know what happened. Did you pet the dog? Yeah. Come on. And I just wanted to add, like, I know that story was really fucking anticlimactic, but yeah. Who are you, David Lindelof? <laughs> Damon God. Lindelof? Whatever the fuck his yeah. name is. Yeah. If you had seen the mangy bitch and, I mean, the dog was better than her, you'd understand. But also, I don't know, I needed to call back and explain that. But fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this shit. I am so sick of everyone I live with and everyone I know being in my space. She'd help you uh, dismember. Or at the very least, she'd leave and like go to Arby's while you're dismembering a corpse well, she's a uh, ride she's or a die ho for sure yeah 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 maybe not a ride or die but she's like a <laughs> I think she'll she be like alright I'll DVR the mass singer and go you know <laughs> and let you do your business yeah yeah and I'm not gonna call the cops don't worry about it yeah I'll go get some mozzarella sticks fuck this shit I'm out <laughs> Hey, I empathize with you there, weird organ girl. That gave me less information somehow, but great. Well, I, okay. I think she was just pointing out like the dog is as mangy as the, the homeless mm. lady, which I think I, I was talking to you about that uh, mm. in the outtakes. I, I feel bad. Like I feel more sympathy for the animals of the homeless than I do for the homeless themselves. You shouldn't. I shouldn't. Because being do. the companion of a homeless person mm. is still better than just being like a random stray. You know, I suppose so. I feel like if the dog was given the opportunity to be at a shelter, you could get picked up by a family. But he'd probably just get he'd put more down. likely be a, uh, put. You know, yeah, he'd probably just genocized, yeah. euthanized. I think I was zombified. telling. I was telling the uh, the the harrowing tale of my brother's puppy that he mm. has right now. Mm. <laughs> but I was talking. We were talking about this offline uh, or in the outtakes. My brother has this friend who. I guess is a male escort hmm. that just comes over to his house and gets naked mm -hmm. and wants to have sex. Anyway, this guy doesn't have a home. Mm -hmm. He's been evicted and he just kind of lives from trick to trick. Right. And he has a pit bull puppy. And so he comes over to my brother's house and I guess he had a friend that he had met at the bus station and they were going to engage in sexual activities in my brother's room. And my brother got really upset and threw them both out. And the guy was mm -hmm. like, well, you're keeping the dog. And so now my brother has a pit bull. A pit bull that belongs to a homeless guy. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, mm. I, I was like, what do you call the pit bull? He goes, doesn't have a name yet. Mm. I'm like, well, what are you, are you raising the pit bull? My, my brother also feels that the entire Corona thing's a hoax. Sick him, Grinder. Sick him. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to call him Grinder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great name for a pit bull. It is. It is really but good. But my brother thinks yeah. the whole thing is a hoax. Mm. The coronavirus. 
He thinks it's all bullshit. Yeah, he thinks it's bullshit. And I was like, dude, you're probably the number one person to be at risk. Mm. You got diabetes. Mm. You've been like smoking a lot of different substances since the age of 12. Yeah. So if you get it, you're probably fucked. That's right. He doesn't. He doesn't think it, it's. He thinks it's meaningless. Not to mention, he's precocious. <laughs> he is precocious. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, there, weird Oregon girl. Our yeah. next call we have here is uh, good old Waxer. Waxer calls in. Oh, all right then. Hey there, sick and wrong. It's uh, Waxer reporting from Waxer, the United Kingdom. Hope you are all well. So after listening to the most recent episode, he's got a little bit of Alan Rickman in him, doesn't he? He reminds me of another guy. Mm. Uh, I can't think of that English actor's oh, like name. Like an Alan Moore kind of. So, sort yeah. of. He's got mm. that, you know, that uh, that uh, Ray Winstone. That's who he oh. reminds me of. Oh yeah. Here, I, I He's the guy who plays the crime boss. You know. Yeah, Ray. Well, Ray Winstone was in uh, Sexy Money, Beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Money, mate. Where's the money? Where's the money? Yeah. Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad way, okay. Ray Winston, right mm. there. Episode, uh, and the date today is the 24th of April, so whatever that was, a few days before on Monday, 20th or 21st, whatever it was. Um, I've got an idea for you, and I really hope you follow this through. So, I feel that you could combine some stories and you could make for a fantastic thing for us Patreon subscribers. So, just go with my line of thought here and see All what right, you think. We'll hear you out, but I yeah. don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> this is like more work for us. Is that yeah. what he wants us to do? Uh, I'll allow <laughs> it, but you're on thin ice, counselor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you get that hot chick who rang in about the, uh, what the fuck was that thing called? That magic wand thing or whatever it was. All right. <laughs> you Violet wand. Oh, who was that? We'll call in about that. We call her Violet. Oh, because she was new, because she was a lot... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Get Harrison in a room with her, and he starts using the magic wand on her, or whatever that fucking thing's called. This is typical Waxer, man. (laughs) Do you remember when he did this... Do you remember when he did the same thing about your fucking brother and steel in like a pickup truck at a drive-in movie and you're there for some reason? He's like, he starts touching steel's bottom and then steel starts touching the brother's bottom. Wait, is this some like sick and wrong fan fiction that you've written? No, this is the thing he called, he called in. in about. He called in about this. I know this guy wakes us some weird this shit. He's done this scenario. This is... the multiple times yeah but this guy wanks to some weird shit he does so i'm I'm assuming this is probably one of his fantasies jeffrey touches steel's bottom (laughs) and then steel touches jeffrey's bottom and and you were there for some reason they're both wearing really tight nut hugger blue jeans yeah yeah (laughs) what was i doing yeah you were like watching or something (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's yeah he's done that anyway this is a this is uh, gay sick and wrong fan yeah. fiction Thank classic wax here wax okay violet wand was it or something use that on her and what he does is as he's doing it he does his uh oh of course bear in mind he's got to be absolutely ripped to the tits on acid or something else while he does this and he does some kind of uh uh, cantation to invoke a spirit out of her vag and when the spirit comes out linked into the story he tases it 
with the wand? Like what? And then it's like, kick the trap out. Kick the trap out. I Hit the cut, button. I cut the vagina yeah, ghost. Yeah, yeah. Well, because remember we, we were talking about, uh, you know, um, physical mediums and how they would, from the moisture of the subject, they would conjure ghosts. Oh, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. From saliva or vaginal fluids vaginal and ectoplasm. Fluids they do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I guess that's what he's thinking. Women of. produce Before, ectoplasm. Yeah. I've seen it. Then, uh, what's his name? Papa Smurf. You know that guy that rings in all the time? I can't think of his name now. He's like a... Big Papa Smurf. Big Papa fucking Smurf. <laughs> Just add big dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big guy. Uh, he's a guy from the hood in Cali or somewhere. He's just a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't he actually like a heavy metal, like a metal yeah, musician? Yeah, he's a metal guy. Yeah. Like it was in, I don't know, Austin Texan. or something. Yeah, Texas. Like Texas somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in Texas. Texas. Yeah. He's just a black guy. <laughs> That plays in like a metal band, like a power well, metal band. Yeah, or something. yeah. He's from the hood, I think. Mm. Um, you get him in, and he starts rapping, right? So you kind of have a. <laughs> He's not even a rapper. And then you get uh, Sinbad, a comedian, <laughs> as his brother, I think. Holy Trinity of three different elements, all in one story, all on video, just for us Patreon subscribers. So to recap, Harrison with that hot chick, a violet wand, and Papa Smurf rapping, and a ghost comes out, and we all clap our hands and love you all. That's my idea for the day. Peace. You know, he just winked off to that for this like two far hours. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote that down, just winked off the, the whole trap. time. Like, who's got the trap? You know, yeah. I mean, get real, pal. Come and don't on. cross streams. Yeah, you can't you know? cross the streams. My God. You know, I I actually think this is a great thing to do, Waxer. I agree with you. I'm not involved in it in any way, but mm. Harrison's more than welcome in their downtime now that you don't he have a seems, job. Yeah, he seems to think that, like, <laughs> people in England sometimes think that everywhere is like England, where it's like, well, you could just meet anyone if you drive three hours. Yeah, take, you like, know? a 30-minute yeah, train yeah. ride. Let's to, just get everybody in the same Castle. room. Mm. It's like it doesn't work that way here. That... Get that black fella to do a, a hip-hop rap. The rapper? Yeah. Come on, Waxer. You're a goddamn DJ. Wait, does Waxer think Get Big Papa Smurf is his rap name? Okay, I don't know what he thinks. Right? <laughs> he's, a, he's an old-school DJ who often calls us, calls us from bath time. He, well, right? he certainly does. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's a nice... Uh, I enjoy your erotic fan fiction for Sick and Wrong. <laughs> it's from the hood. From the hood. Yeah. To be rapping. Yeah. That guy with the glasses from the hood. What's his name? Steve Urkel. That's right. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a good uh, mental image there. Mm. Uh, perhaps mm. we can make that happen. <laughs> All right, last call. I've been saving this. Mm. I've been saving this one mm. because I uh, uh, wanted everyone to hear it. FM. Mm. Calls in mm, mm, mm. with a social distance bingo story. Great. Which amazes me that they're still doing bingo, even social distancing bingo. Yeah. You think you'd do it like online or something on Zoom? Mm. All right. Uh, hello, uh, D and Harrison. This is uh, FM uh, again. Uh, I decided to put this call because I have a tiny little update. Uh, one thing that I had managed to do 
even though these uh, these terrible trying times of the uh, the, the uh, COVID nineteen, <laughs> I had actually <laughs> the, uh, uh, the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. managed to successfully complete my one and only uh, bingo uh, experience. Speaking of uh, the hood, um, fun fact about uh, what's his name. <laughs> my brain Corey just, Feldman no the guy we're talking to now oh FM FM yeah <laughs> we just started the call and you forgot zap zap yeah fun fact about zap what we're talking about uh, about FM um, he's a black guy <laughs> is he a rapper uh, he's not a rapper. He's a black guy. Yeah, he's part black. He's like a, he's like Wentworth Miller, you know, in that Wait, he's like half just... black, but he like you couldn't really tell. Like you could pat, you, you can't tell really. Like all right, is he as black as Carlton in Fresh Prince? No. Oh, so Carlton's more black than he is. Of course. So is he Carl? As... A Carlton cannot pass as white. Okay, he, no matter how much fucking Tom. Fucking Jones dancing. Okay. I was gonna say Tom Waits. Is he reason. blacker than Drake? I don't. I don't remember what Drake looks like. <laughs> all right, that's how withered I am. No, Wentworth Miller, the star of Prison of TV's Prison Break. He's that black. I don't think I've seen that. Wentworth Miller. All right, I'll have to look that guy up. He's like the world's, or he was the world's like handsomest man in like two thousand nine. So something. he's mixed race. Like his yes, one of his parents right. is black. The, something. Something. Interesting. I didn't know that. How did you find this out? Just on the Discord. On Discord? Yeah. yeah. So are you yeah. saying because of this, he might be a rapper and not even know it? No, I had a point. No, this is just a fun fact oh. about <laughs> FM because we're listening to a... <laughs> and because Waxy got me thinking about that. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. that, that, thanks for putting that in perspective. Yeah. Because I know that he had to have the talk when he was a kid. About whether or not he's black or white? No. The, the, the... <laughs> you can choose. You can, you choose. can either be black or yeah, you can yeah. be white. Yeah. You have the option. Yeah. Just like this. <laughs> we're going to show you this Michael Jackson music video about it so you can uh, decide. No, the talk where it's like, if you ever see a policeman do everything he says. Oh, he had that the, the talk. talk. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. That That's talk. how I know wow. this. God. I don't know if I'm supposed to share this information. I'm just saying stuff, you know? So huh. it's a fun, interesting fact parents, about FM. My parents never gave I, and I me that would talk. shock Waxer. Waxer you know? would be shocked, yeah. Because Waxer would be like sitting down waiting for him to start rapping. And it'd be my, like, Waxer, you're in for I recall the rabbi had a talk with me when I was a kid. And he was just like, if you... <laughs> if you ever get more change than you should have at the, at the cashier... Just leave as fast as possible with the change. And I was like, okay. That's the talk. That's the Jewish talk. That's the Jewish talk. It also counts um, if like the waitress forgot mm, to include an item in the bill. David, <laughs> if anyone brings a diamond for you to appraise... <laughs> Tell them it's costume jewelry. It's worth nothing. Buy it from them for $5. All right. 
It's an oh, ancient yeah. Jewish tradition. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> what effectively had happened is that there is a sound black uh, at all. <laughs> it really doesn't. No. I'm like, there's like not much black about FM. Yeah, no, no, no. Social distancing bingo for the elderly population, and but anyone could end up joining. So after, wait. Anyone could end up joining the elderly population eventually. Yeah, I, I think the That's elderly true. social distancing oh, bingo. Okay, okay, yeah. I see. So open to the public. Mm. I had ended up uh, finding out where it was located. I managed to fashion myself up a mask, although in reality the mask is more a balaclava than anything. <laughs> It's a mask. <laughs> Why would they have a publicly accessible bingo for old people who are the highest risk category? You'd think I wouldn't let anyone yeah. else in there. He had to track down the address. Yeah, he had to track down yeah, the yeah. address and where he could go for this. Yeah. I have a particular set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> I could find bingo. Yeah. And <laughs> in, in full face mask and regalia, I managed to go to this wonderful little picnic area where there was a group of about, let's say, like eight to ten people. We were a respectful distance. Oh, eight to ten groups. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, uh, there was eight to ten groups distanced. Uh, everyone brought their own things. There was no cross-contamination. We were told to bring our own pieces and bring our own areas. There were... Bring your own area. <laughs> so wait, he has his own bingo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that own bingo accessories. I guess it's a little odd. Yeah. I guess, I mean, he's. Got, yeah. It's good that he has hobbies. Yeah. I think it's weird. But they're like, oh my god, it's a young person who looks like he's out in the social circle, mixing with all sorts of folks. <laughs> and it's like, nope, you're actually more safe now. Uh, multiple screens, allowing for us to be able to see the bingo uh, cards. And it was actually a very, very positive experience. I managed to actually win uh, two different, uh, two different games, and I found out that apparently I am at my most confident when I wearing a balaclava, <laughs> yeah, like a ninja mask. Yeah, I have a full face mask on and. Oh God! Can't. All right, I was you're, just you're totally right. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, is he going to be wearing a mask forever well, now? Well, because remember the last time he went and played bingo. He, oh, that did not go well. He managed to not cry in the car. No, he managed to not good. cry in the place. He did cry in the car, right? Or did he cry when he got home? He cried when he got home. Oh, he got home, all right. Yeah. yeah. Don't cry out loud. <laughs> See, my identity, which isn't really the best in terms of, I guess, looks or feeling, but... <laughs> Why do you care what the old people think you look like? Unless, do you think my I, identity, which isn't the best in terms of looks or feelings? <laughs> do you think he has an attraction to the elderly? No, you don't think so. No, you I just think, think it it puts them at ease because they they move very slowly. <laughs> 
no sudden, sudden no sudden but they're not they're not gonna pull a fast one or like pull out a butterfly knife and go like foot 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 yeah so, so he's at you know? the at the at his most confident when he's masked do you think he's gonna become a vigilante absolutely this is yeah it yeah. sounds like this is gonna happen or at the very least a masked singer Maybe. Oh, he could be a masked yeah. singer, yeah. yeah. The masked bingo player. That's right. Do you think he's just going to show up at all these bingos just wearing a different mask? Yeah. <laughs> like, we've, we've never seen his identity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? Uh, that. Besides that, uh, one of the other things I got to do is I got to meet a few good people. One particular instance was me talking with a war veteran. And although he was a Trump supporter who was oddly wearing a mask while simultaneously saying it was a hoax, I was able to... <laughs> it's a, a hoax, bit, I tell you. That's a bit contradictory, but yeah, all right, yeah. that's fine. Uh, he, 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 he's got Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> to hold my tongue against my mask in odd frustration. Ho Wow. Waxer, pull your dick out again. Because yeah. <laughs> he's, he's holding his tongue against his mask in odd frustration, which sounds like a line that they cut out of Betty Davis' eyes. Or it sounds like a line from a future Waxer uh, right. <laughs> teleplay or whatever it is that he makes here. <laughs> holding her tongue against her mask in odd frustration. Do you think Waxer's already working on like, uh, mm. he's working on a treatment right now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> About FM playing bingo with He's a bunch right. of old people. <laughs> All wearing masks, yeah. no pants on. It's going to be like the new Hamilton. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I figured I'd give just a tiny little update. Especially since my next call, my next update, will be getting my degree in about two weeks. Oh, wow. So yeah. that's it. Cool. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, and uh, uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk. Well, you're quite welcome there, Just FM. in time to, to join the vibrant workforce of America. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time yeah. to start looking for hey. a job. <laughs> you know, I mm. heard that they're doing a lot of uh, these, like, remote mm. graduations. Mm. So I don't even think you're going to have a graduation ceremony. There's yeah. no prom this year for people that are seniors in high school. Yeah, there's none of that nonsense, <laughs> you know. I would be stoked yeah. if I was a... Because, I mean, mm. I only went to one prom my mm. senior year, and I hated it, mm. but... Um, but yeah, it would be like, great. It's canceled. <laughs> Happy with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for the All call right. FM and you know, I'm, if I'm, nothing, you came away from this, uh, with a comparison to heartthrob Wentworth Miller. So I'd take, take I'm that impressed home with, with FM yeah. and the fact that like you're quarantined right now and your family and their smoky house mm. and you're still getting out, finding <laughs> like these obscure spots that old people play bingo mm -hmm. and you're being safe and you're social distancing and you're mm -hmm. winning. What I no. want to know is, are mm. you like Adam Sandler when you win? Are you like, fuck you? Yeah. Fucking old <laughs> bitches. <laughs> like, what, what, you, what do you say when you do, like, how do you say bingo? Do you yell bingo or do you like, ah, uh, 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 bingo? Right. Like, yeah. What, yeah, I want to see it. I want to hear it. So uh, maybe, maybe call back and let us know. Yes, please. You know, maybe this just gave me an idea. Mm. This just gave me an idea. Maybe we should do Patreon bingo. Could we do that? Like when we do our uh, Patreon like live hangouts, if we could do like a bingo. Maybe we could. A sick and wrong bingo. I bet we could. 
We're going to have to talk about it's this. Like, yeah, I mean, if we could do online fucking Dungeons and Dragons where you're just in a <laughs> store for two hours. <laughs> while yeah. people try on capes. Sick and wrong you know. bingo. Actually, you know what? We'll do sick and wrong bingo for a t-shirt mm. since I got a box of t-shirts okay. for the Patreons. Oh, okay. All for right. the patrons. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Anyway, mm. thank you, FM, for the idea. People call sick and wrong hotline, 323-522-4032. Um, I have one email that we got, sickandwrongpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, Chris here says, Sup, Dean Harrison. Chris from Hawaii here. Long-time listener since episode six. That's crazy. That's a long time. Mm. Uh, you've played a couple of my calls over the years, and D, years ago I sent you a picture I made for the T-shirts of the Abu Ghraib prisoner doing the YMCA. Pity you never ran with it, but that shit is all a bit dated now. Mm. I don't. We used to have a sticker on Abu Ghraib. That was mm. the first thing, uh, which yeah. I actually thought was quite clever. Mm. It was before we had any of the other mm. logos. It was an Abu Ghraib prisoner yeah. with like an iPod and like oh, headphones I going on. Yeah, it's really yeah. old. I, yeah. I made stickers. It was the very first sticker. I we thought ever he was going to be like, "Pity you never ran with it." <laughs> so that's why I had to mail you some anthrax. <laughs> He yeah. says, I'm writing and not calling because your caller last week, Violet Wan Girl, reminded me of a story I heard from someone. Sean Atwood is an English author and a YouTuber, but he used to be a big ecstasy dealer in Arizona. I know in the early Sean 2000s. Atwood. I mean, I don't know Sean Atwood, but I've read his books. Sean Atwood. I don't know yeah. this guy. Is he he like was a Tucker British Max? guy who, he was on an episode of Locked Up Abroad and, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube prison shows, so he gets interviewed on those. He was basically like, uh, he was an English guy in Phoenix, Arizona in the late 90s, and he became an ecstasy dealer, rival to a Sammy the Bull Gravano at the time. <laughs> oh, wow. And then he ended so he up going really to like dealing. Sheriff Joe Arpaio's jail for two years. Wait, the pink jails? Yeah. Like the pink the, tents or yeah. whatever? Not the tent one, but the oh, ones okay. in a tower where it's like brutal, like oh, gladiator man, yeah. school. And then managed to survive that and then managed to survive like five years in Arizona prison before finally getting deported to England. But yeah, he's wow. a good, he's, his books are good. Yeah, he's written many books about mm. his party times and subsequent jail and prison times. Mm. I wonder if we can get an interview with that guy. You think? I'm, I'm sure we could. We should try that. Yeah, yeah, he's It'd good. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, he had a party once where a girl was tasing her clit with one of those old police tasers. Mm. The handheld ones before they got the ones that shoot. He said she was orgasming, and they could see the blue electric arc dancing over her clit. Huh. He'd make an interesting guess, as he has many sick and wrong stories, not least of which that one. Check him out, Sean Atwood, mm. Keep It Wrong, or Keep It Sick, Keep It Wrong, C. Mm. I haven't read all of his books, but I've read two of his books, so I, yeah, I like him. I do not know this guy, yeah, but I'm going to try to track him down. Yeah. I think he'd be an interesting guy to have on the show. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially to share quit tasing stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people, you can send an email here, sickroundpodcast, gmail.com. Uh, best way to support the show is by becoming a sickround patron, patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Just sign up today um, and you'll get all sorts of extra content. We have all sorts of stuff. We, we do an extra phone call. We do a bunch of outtakes. Yeah, this week uh, I went into a long, detailed story about this guy that comes over to my brother's house and gets naked. I yep. want to have sex with my brother, and my brother's over it, and he'll pick up guys from the bus stop and bring them. It's, it's a ridiculous story. But anyway, we talk a lot about that. We do some extra phone calls. So just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today. And uh, oh, yeah, and the live stream, 
My apologies for uh, last week, but Harrison has the zaps all week. You've had the zaps all week, I've right? had the zaps all week. All week. I'm so weaning off Cymbalta. It's not fun. He's been sleeping 20 hours a day, so we yeah. missed that one. So this Wednesday, we will be doing one. That's now. right. Yeah, That's I don't know right. if we're going to do bingo and yet. I'm going to do another one to make up for it myself. So. I don't know if we're going to do bingo yet, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll promote the bingo on the Discord. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today. Uh, we do appreciate the support. Uh, finally, here's Cigar Off Song of the Week. That's a Harrison pick, but a damn fine band. Mm. Zoller X. Like L.A. Space Glam circa what? Like 74? 75? Something like that, yeah. Mid-70s. Yeah. Uh, the song's called I Pulled My that, Helmet Off. 73, oh, that, oh, there, 73? I feel like, yeah. Great um, band, though. Yeah, yeah. Hard to find their records. Yeah. Because they didn't really produce that many. I think they had like one. And Very just, few. Is there yeah. one of those bands where it's like you find the original, it's like $800. Yeah, yeah. Or something, but... But a pretty weird mm. band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is like pre-Devo, too. I mean, this is like weird space rock. I mean, there was a, a, a like sub-sub-genre of space glam. Space I would say that glam. fits into that, definitely. So Yeah, but pretty cool. So mm. the song's called I Pulled My Helmet Off. And it kind of relates to the whole quarantine. That's right. You know, it's like walking Absolutely. around without your mask on. So yeah. Zolorex, I Pulled My Helmet Off. People will be back next week with episode mm. 737. Till then, take it sleazy. <laughs> Meant to be. She hung my space suit up.
came and she laid right down beside me Oh, that she was Ooh, maybe you could be Five lying for the Delia Spacer Uh, is not a fan of the show yet, but I uh, talked to her in the saying, keep it sick and keep it wrong. Uh, 